0: Welcome to the Soul Ability Superhuman Laboratory where we uncover the secrets to upgrading your mind, body, soul and business. I'm your host Dr. Michael DeMarco and on today's episode we have a very special guest Rachel Peterson. Now before this episode, I didn't really talk to Rachel much. We've been trying to connect for a few months now, and the universe finally made it happen. I really think you're gonna enjoy this episode. Rachel is a star entrepreneur. She's on the rise. You're gonna be hearing a lot from her. So please give a warm welcome to Rachel Peterson. So Rachel, this has been a long time coming. We've been trying to get in contact for a while. Um, some interesting stuff about you that I think people really should listen to about this story about your engagement ring and how it went viral, but really the reasons why you don't care about getting a bigger ring, right? I think that's the important (laughs) stuff. So just, just start us off. Well,
1: first and foremost, I want to say, I'm glad we're finally connecting because we played Facebook messenger tag for months, (laughs) literally. (laughs) But we're at last in conversation, which I can't believe is actually finally happening.
0: (laughs) Yes, everyone's busy, but you know, like things do happen for a reason, right? Maybe we weren't ready yet.
1: Yep, it wasn't the perfect time. So today is a special day. (laughs) So, yeah, my this is so funny because it was back in February of last year. So it's almost been a year. And I wanted to tell a story about my engagement ring. And now looking back to about four years ago, my husband and I, we got married very quickly. We met, we knew that one another were it within just a couple of days, which is kind of crazy.
0: How did you know that?
1: Okay. If I'm going to be totally honest, I totally honest. Oh yeah. I had dated a ton of people. So (laughs) I was a single mom. Um, I kind of knew what I wanted out of somebody who would be a father and a husband versus people that I had dated in the past. And the first night that we went on a date, he did something kind of interesting. Well, first and foremost, he was very respectful of me in a really different way that I hadn't ever experienced. But there was a way, and this is so cheesy. Oh my gosh. We're just going to go for it. He actually grabbed my arm and kissed it in this really tender way. And in that moment, I almost felt like I saw him like, holding our child together that we had just had. And I saw him like cradling our kids in the future. And I saw, you know, him taking care of me when I was sick. It was this weird moment where I just felt like decades flashed in front of me. And I knew that that was the person I was supposed to be with.
0: That so, is So <laughs> amazing. I love that.
1: It's really interesting. And yeah. I can't, ex- I can't really explain it. It was just in this instant, I saw our entire future together and, Besides that, you know, there was there were a lot of things I really liked about him. We had wow. mutual friends, so it's not like he was a complete stranger. But within a couple of days, I was just like, "Oh my gosh, I think this guy is it." And within one week, I knew. And you know, you know that moment when you fall in love with somebody and you, especially as the woman, you don't want to be the first to say it. I was like ready to explode, Mike, I wanted to just yell it. but I wasn't going to because I was gonna play it cool. And that night, as I was feeling those thoughts, he literally looked at me and just blurted out, I'm in love with you and I want to spend the rest of my life with you. And I was so relieved that it wasn't one sided. And so we both felt it right away. And it was literally like something disgusting and cheesy out of a a movie, but we wanted to get married as fast as we could. So we were going to wait six months to get married for all of our friends and family for appearances for you know the right. sake of a wedding but we really didn't want to wait we wanted to get married right away and when we told our friends and family we're going to get married in 6 months we met we're the we're the ones for each other you need to just trust us I- uh,
0: yeah, what did they say?
1: <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much in a nice way, no. Uh, they were like, absolutely not. You guys are crazy. There's no. Give it, you know, four full seasons. Give it a year. Why don't you wait and see how he is with your family and everything? It was across the board. Everybody said no. Wow. <laughs> Understandably That's,
0: so. That, yeah, but when you know, you know. I think that whole mm-hmm. experience that you had when you visualized... Your future together that yep. was like you downloading yes the future from the universe of what is supposed to happen like there's moments in your life where you get in that flow state and you're just like downloading this information about what's supposed to happen in your life and where you're supposed to be and you, it, you just know it feels right or you meet somebody that maybe you you never really actually met before but you yep. f- really you know that you met them before yes maybe in a past life, maybe in a future life, who knows, time folds in on itself. That's, I mean, this might sound a little crazy, but I, I really, I really believe that things do happen for a reason and people are supposed to be together um, and yes. they come up together. Like me and my wife have experienced that. Wow. Um, like we got, we got married and we didn't even tell anybody except our parents that we're actually having our wedding <gasps> and we actually did it. So I get it. Like I get yeah. it. You know, the pressure <laughs> from other people and, it's really, that's, that whole experience is really supposed, I feel like supposed to be something that should be just for you guys.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. And it's funny because it makes me wonder how often we do things for other people. And I've, you know, I've, experienced a lot of my friends getting married you know we've all been to weddings and you see the bride and groom and they are stressed out for the whole year before a wedding because you know Nana Jan wants this and (laughs) and they can't have this certain kind of cake because of x y and z and it's just it feels like the wedding becomes about everybody else so when we started telling people you know we're gonna get married in six months and we got a negative reaction we were like wait a second we were waiting six months for everybody else. And if they're not going to be happy about that, well, shoot, let's just go yeah. get married.
0: How many so, people gave you that same reaction when you told them you were going to quit your job and start your business that you did?
1: Oh my gosh. We didn't, <laughs> we didn't tell anybody because we learned like nobody understands those types of things, yep. they just don't get it. So we didn't tell anybody. I just went for it. And, um, I didn't let the voice of doubters into my head at all. I was like, there's no way. If I told you know, my grandparents, if I told my aunt and uncle, if I told my mentors, they'd be like, that's really stupid. Climb your way up the corporate ladder. No. (laughs) No, thank you.
0: So well, that that's secure, isn't it?
1: (laughs) Right. Isn't that so funny? (laughs) I've learned time and time again that nothing is secure. You know, my husband used to work at a at a car dealership, and I remember the day that his boss was like, Hey, we're implementing this new thing. It's a pay cut by a fourth for everyone, but this is in your benefit. And they tried to spin it like it was for the employees, but in reality they were just saving money. And I realized, wow, nothing. Really is certain unless you build it yourself. Oh, because then you're in charge. It's kind of cool.
0: You are always in charge. It's, yeah. it's up to you to allow that to happen, right? Yep. Allow somebody else to guide your future or you to do it yourself.
1: Yep.
0: It's Abs- always your decision.
1: And the same thing applied to kind of like the whole wedding process. You know, everybody seemed to think that waiting a year would be certainty. You know, if we waited a year, then we, you know, check that box off of the to-do list Mm -hmm. and then we're worthy of getting married. So this is kind of funny. I don't think I told you this yet. Um, But it was literally, I think day 12, day 12 after meeting. And I called him up one night and he said, I said, how would you feel about getting married tomorrow? And he's like, (laughs) let's do it. I think that would be great. And I was so glad that he said yes, because if he would have said, what? You're crazy. I would have been like, just kidding. It was just a joke. You know, I wasn't serious. But in reality, I was totally serious. I totally wanted to elope the next day. And we did. And we didn't even know where we were going to live, but we just went for it. And honestly, with the small ring that ended up becoming this viral sensation with no wedding, no honeymoon, we started an amazing marriage, which is just kind of cool.
0: Right. And that's how things last. Like how many people do you know uh, have gotten married, went through the whole process, waited the time, the specific time they're supposed to wait, had the wedding they're supposed to have, spent all this money on it, and end up getting divorced or end up just not being happy and staying together just for the sake of staying together.
1: Yep. Or for kids or appearances. Yep.
0: You kind of took the Peter Thiel's rule of having a plan, knowing how to get there, and then asking why you can't do it in six months. You did it in 15
1: days. (laughs) Yes. I love that. Um, I I figured why not? And then this is kind of funny too. And then I'll get back to the whole ring thing that was insane. But (laughs) one month after being married, you know, we looked at each other and I was like, hey, this is going pretty good, isn't it? He's like, yeah, this is perfect. I was like, you know how we were going to wait a year to have a baby? Why don't we start that process today? Like, let's have a baby. And one month after getting married, eloping. We'd only known each other for a month and a half. We got pregnant. And so 10 months after meeting, 10 and a half months, we had a baby. So we <laughs> did, we did take everything, you know, a lot faster. Obviously you can't have a baby in six months, no, but we, it, we went a, yeah. for it. It, <laughs> was <impossible>. every, <laughs> it was everything we wanted and we made it happen fast.
0: That's amazing. I think that, that those lessons are something that everybody can learn from it doesn't yeah. have to do with your doesn't necessarily have to do with your relationship just applying that to your business like everybody is so always worried about when am I do I have enough am I gonna do I have enough money do I have enough experience I'll, I'll, tomorrow next year six months from now then I'll start and they just yep. never they just never do it right I, you just can't do that like when I when I started both of my businesses I wasn't ready financially like I was broke like I had nothing um, when I started Shreds, which, which turned into an eight-figure-year business, I was yeah. in school. I was in debt. I didn't even have a job, but I just did it because it was right. Same thing right. with you, right? Like, how did I... you get started on your business journey? Like, what did you um, learn and... from your wedding, like your relationship experience, that taught you what you needed to know to be successful in your business?
1: definitely one of the things that came into mind was this idea that that gut feeling you have is right. You know, I <laughs> couldn't explain that a gut feeling told me I was supposed to marry somebody that I just met. But yet now we're almost at four years of marriage. And looking back, it was absolutely perfect. There was nobody else that I'd ever met that was supposed to be with me in that way forever. And the same thing is true with business, I think. You know, I had that gut feeling that I was meant to build something different. And does it make sense? Do you feel ready? Do you feel like, you know, oh, you've got, yeah, <laughs> do I have enough in savings? Nope, never. You know, but when I started to discover the power of me being in control, it was amazing. I, I was able to build something way bigger than my corporate career had provided. And so my gut was really, really right.
0: Yeah, and doing it for you right? At the end, it has to be for you, like your wedding, your whole experience with that was for you guys, you know, it wasn't for all your family or your friends. It was for you to be happy when you start your business. A lot of people get jobs to make their parents happy because, Mm -hmm. you know, they're supposed to be the doctor. You're supposed to be the lawyer. You're supposed to do this. And they just end up not being fulfilled and not being happy. Yep. You followed the path that Led you to happiness, to where you are right now, to fulfillment, and Absolutely. I think I think that's amazing. And your how long has your uh, entrepreneurial career career been so far?
1: It's still pretty young. I'm at let's see, a year and three months.
0: A year and three months, and you were able to transform your life
1: completely. It's night and day different. And this is kind of cool too, because here's another area of our lives that people don't really understand. So first I left my job and then I was watching as my husband was waking up early every day for work for a job. He hated. You know, it was a job that it paid more than we had ever really made. And so we were like, oh, this is so worth it. This is so worth it. And then we broke down the hourly and realized, okay, this is totally not worth it. And <laughs> so we we're talking about it. I had him listen to the four hour work week. Um, I spent time at my cabin and I I just got sick of seeing him leave every day and knowing that he was coming going back and forth to a job that he hated. So on a whim I said, I have an idea. That that scary gut feeling kicked up again and I said, what if you left your job? And we had no idea of what he was going to do. No clue, like literally. And he put it in his two week notice and he has not been back to work at a nine to five. So now he's on a journey of figuring out what he likes, but he mm-hmm. hasn't gone back to work. He hasn't. It's been That's several amazing. months. I want to say it's been six months. And yet it has been the coolest thing because I feel free to be an entrepreneur now that my husband is happy and discovering what he likes in life, you know, for the first time ever.
0: Yeah. Funny how that works. Like a lot of people and- think they have to be the the breadwinner or they go to work every day and their spouse or the significant other doesn't understand what they do every day. Yeah. So to be able to pull him out of that, that reality and Mm -hmm. pull like give him a little taste of yours, I think that (laughs) is so like crucial to being successful long-term.
1: Absolutely. And it's kind of funny because now we always joke that, you know, because when we got married, we we had nothing, like literally nothing. We had no two nickels to rub together. And mm-hmm. so he always jokes that he saw all of this in me like, oh, yeah, she's going to end up being my, my sugar mama. He, <laughs> he did not know that in advance. But this, you know, he, he did get kind of lucky because he's able to stay out of his job. But I'm able to see him be happy. And like I said, most people don't understand it. They're like, why are you working? And why is your husband not working? But we found something that's working really, really well. And our family unit is benefiting from it. It's so cool. Did you find that in your entrepreneurial journey too? You know, sometimes Yeah,
0: I'm I'm yeah. still trying to get my wife to quit her job, but
1: No way.
0: Yeah. So this is part of the path, right? Just to be perfectly honest with everybody, like this is part of my journey too to uh to get there. You know, I've made millions of dollars and it it, I want all of my my meditations and the journey that I've been on like has told me that she has to be a part of it so I'm trying to pull her into my (laughs) world too and it's it's happening it's just happening at a slower pace or it's actually kind of fast compared to to most people's pace but um it takes a lot of work and effort to get them to understand what you're trying to do because i think when somebody's in that nine to five punch in and punch out and she works on wall street so it's even harder to get people out of that mentality where if you don't see it if you don't have a job like a typical job then you're doing nothing you could have (laughs) the money but if you don't have a job then you're a loser
1: oh my gosh that is so funny
0: but um so it takes a lot to break that mindset Oh yeah. That's where we're at. We finally just cracked through that mindset and it's a delicate balance because if you crack through it too fast, you're going to realize it's like the matrix, like your whole reality is shifted. Like this, all this stuff doesn't have to be there. So you can either just immediately leave your job or you can gradually pull out and make it more comfortable for you. You know.
1: And don't you think it depends a lot on personality types? Some people Definitely. can cope better with that gradual um, process. And some people are like, no, let's change everything and completely shift and flip everything upside down today.
0: Yeah. And it's a delicate balance. Like we're kind of, we're similar. We, we complement each other, but we're opposite in the yep. same ways. Um, and I'm the type of person, like I just flipped the switch and I'm in something new where she ha- kind of had to, she has to like put her toe in first, get her feet wet. See that it can be real, and then go all in. You know yes. what I mean? Yes. Yep. And I don't know if that's how how it's worked out with you and your husband, or um, some people are just happy to just be get it, be along for the ride, you know, and support you. Yep. Um, but it really depends on the dynamics of the relationship. And I think well, one of the things about this conversation that is so interesting is a lot of the entrepreneurs I met, mm-hmm. they haven't had great relationships. Yes, yes. Yeah, they can make money like hand over fist, you know? But when it comes down to relationships, especially the men, they yep. don't have great ones. And even a lot of the women I, I've i met that are late 20s, early 30s, some of them who work for me, they have a hard time finding the one, right? Yeah. Finding the person that they're supposed to be with. And I think that's because they focus. they're focusing too much on it. Just letting it happen. Just like you. Yep. You met him and you just saw it.
1: You experienced
0: (laughs) it before it happened.
1: You know, the funny thing too, is like, it's not, it's not as though I hadn't dated a lot. You know, I, I was on match.com. I was Uh set up by people all the time. The week that I met him, I always kind of joke. I wasn't supposed to meet him that week because I had like four dates lined up with different guys for that week. Cause I was like, this is it. I'm going to find the guy this week. And then it was the one that I didn't expect, you know, Always. isn't that Always. so funny? So funny.
0: It's, yeah. My wife was ready to give up on all this stuff completely, like dating completely before she met okay. me.
1: That,
0: no, that's where she was at. Oh my gosh. Yeah, And on our first date, I actually brought her like natural vitamins and medicine. Cause she was sick <laughs> to help her. Like not who, who does that? Right. Right. Um, and that was it. I think that was you're just being yourself. Yep. Um At the Absolutely. end of the day, you just have to be yourself. And then the one, the one person you, you least expect is the one that's going to show up and help you save the day.
1: Yeah. Always. Oh, yeah. You know, that's funny that you brought her stuff to help her feel better because (laughs) my husband brought something that was kind of like nerdy too. Not that that's nerdy, but you know what I mean? Um, when we first met, this is back when I was, I was completely paleo. I used to be paleo and like super, super fit and healthy. And today I'm just, I'm fit, but I'm not paleo and I eat whatever, but I used to put butter in my coffee. I'm sure you're familiar with that movement. I love my it.
0: wife introduced me to Bulletproof Coffee years ago. It's amazing. And yes. So I'm interested I'm very <laughs> familiar with it.
1: Yes. And he had never heard of it before. And so this is so funny. We were at a Perkins and I didn't want to drink their like fake milk. And so I put butter in it and stirred it in, even though it's not as good, but it's still better than their fakey like half and half yeah. that's all. Like sugar and something. Yes. In. So I put butter in it and he thought I was so weird. So the first date that we had, he showed up with a gift. And I got really embarrassed because I was like, oh, no, this is going to be another guy who's like getting me candles or a picture frame. This is so embarrassing. And he actually brought me a four-pack of butter. And I thought that was – That is (laughs)
0: amazing.
1: I was – just dying of laughter. And the fact that he caught me off guard, I thought that was so cool. He didn't care about doing all the right things. He cared about doing his own thing. And that stood out. I wonder if that's what a lot of entrepreneurs do too. You know, They focus on doing the right things or what they hear.
0: Well, right. They split test everything. They're so used to narrowing it down to like, all right, this is the right process. I'm going to get it right. But instead of just being themselves from the get go. Yep. I have this rule of how long you got how long how long have you guys been married for? Four years? Almost you said? four years. Yeah. It's like a three-year rule, right? You can only yep. fake who you are for a maximum of three years and then you start to become who you actually are. Yes. And then if you were faking who you are this whole time, then your relationship is gonna just crumble because the person who you actually are isn't the person who they, they fell in love with.
1: Yes. Oh my gosh. So, a three-year rule. I love that.
0: Yeah. So if you're <laughs> just the you from the get-go, just like you and your husband both were just like me and my wife both were, Mm -hmm. then you don't have to wait that year, two years, six months, whatever it is to figure out if you, if this is the right person, because you already know you already were, you already were you. Yes. And that's the same in business. If you're faking who you were in business, maybe you're going to win short term, but long term, you're going to lose a lot of fans. You're going to lose your core people. Like if, if you don't really believe what you do, if you don't have the passion yep. for it, you're not going to be able to put up with it for that long. You're going to just give up.
1: I think that's interesting too, because one of the things that I find a lot with newer entrepreneurs, I mean, I'm still newer technically, but I, I feel like I quickly found my groove. I found what felt really comfortable. Uh, it was almost like eloping with my entrepreneurial career. I eloped right into it. And What I find is that they have this, it's the same as dating. They have this idea of who they need to be. So they get the right headshots and they put together the right website and, you know, they build this framework of how it's all supposed to look. When in reality, sometimes the best ideas hit you and they're not very glamorous yet. It's just this idea and you don't really know why, but it's a gut feeling and you don't have the right pictures yet, but something is working. And I know I still haven't even gotten professional headshots. My website is like thrown together and my social media presence is the only thing that's decent at this point, but I'm in social media. So
0: yeah, that's what you do. It's kind of
1: important. (laughs) So it's funny because if you're you from the very beginning and you're passionate about what you're doing, it is going to be successful because you're not building up this framework that's going to crumble in three years, like relationships, like you mentioned.
0: And you're going to weed out all the people who just don't, belong. Yes. In the first place. Like maybe yep. you can get a lot of fans, but how many of them are actually going to buy something from you if they're not your true fan?
1: Right, um, right.
0: If they're there for the wrong reasons. Yes. You know, and being yourself and just like throwing it together, that like throws me back to one of my mentors, Jesse Elder, who oh. I have another interview with um, on <laughs> yeah. podcast. He uh he just like did everything like in the past year. I was with him in New York and he just whipped out a cell phone and just lived off of his not even a laptop, cell phone.
1: Oh my gosh!
0: And just went with he just goes with the flow about yep. what the universe and what he feels like he should be doing is or he's supposed to be doing and what's useful. And I think that's that opened my eyes up.
1: Huge, oh, definitely huge, it opened
0: my eyes up. Um, like we were in a taxi cab, he just whips his phone out and he's doing a Facebook Live video um, with his group, like his mentoring. It was amazing. <gasps> oh my gosh. Um, But I think, yeah, so much value packed into that video.
1: Absolutely. That's one of the things that I've done too in my career. You know, I've got this amazing core group of students that are learning social social media from me. It's almost 200 now. And I, when I, (laughs) it's crazy, it's crazy. But one of the things that I've done is if I were to turn on my video right now, you'd see like I'm in, you know, workout (laughs) clothes, my hair is up, I have no makeup on, but guess what? I do Facebook lives like that and I'm just talking about stuff I don't put on, you know, I don't look amazing on every single video. And I found that they actually really appreciate that, that because that's what my everyday looks like. My everyday is throw on some workout clothes, which I'm not going to work out in and that's okay, but yeah. throw on workout clothes, you know, get, that's why we on. do
0: this. So you can wear your gym clothes all the time if you every want to. Every
1: day. <laughs> so, but I found that my audience instead of being weirded out by it, they like loved it. And they were like, thank you so much for not making it look like, you know, you live in a mansion and your hair is perfect and you've got, you know, gorgeous eyelashes all the time. They actually appreciate that they see both sides of me.
0: I think that's so interesting because at my last mastermind group, uh, my buddy, Steve Cook, he spoke, he has like 1.5, he's a bodybuilder, uh, fitness physique guy, 1.5 million Instagram followers. And the one thing that he said was the, pictures that he takes that are just like selfies or just him or just like in the moment and not all the professional photography pictures those are the ones that really hit home with people those are the ones that they like um you know just like whenever you're just yourself
1: Mm -hmm.
0: whether it's your appearance or your personality people appreciate that yep people don't like fake
1: there's too much fake in this world
0: everyone's trying to be something they're not
1: it's definitely, it can feel really hypey too when you're talking to a lot of entrepreneurs because they're putting on their best. And when it's always the best, you don't leave room for vulnerability. And I personally love when I see somebody who's comfortable getting vulnerable and being real. To me, that is, and not the whole like, let's get real, you know, the fakey <laughs> version of let's get real. But I mean, when I see somebody who's talking about things that are hard or, um, things that went wrong or what they've learned. Um, somebody who shows what it looks like when a week is crazy and you know, you're in hustle mode all week. And then the next week you don't want to get out of bed because you're exhausted. I appreciate that. I don't know about yeah. you. I find that just so refreshing.
0: I totally do. Cause every day is not perfect. It's impossible. Every day is not yep. perfect. And it comes down to just perspective. Like those, those days, those days that are dark days or that aren't that great. Those are the ones that teach you the biggest lessons. Yep. Those are the ones that catapult you to all the good pictures, all the good stuff that everybody sees. Yes. And there's there's probably more of those than there are of the good ones. But that's life. Oh, that yeah. means you're alive. Without those, like what well, you're not a person. You're just a fake cartoon character, I guess.
1: <laughs> right. I like those photos though. I especially like when people are real. I don't know, Mike, do you have kids? I don't no, even know. No, okay. I
0: don't. I have a cat.
1: That's like, almost yeah. the same. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's funny because one of the things I find is even if I try to get everything put together, I have two kids, you know, I've got a six-year-old and a two-year-old. Oh my gosh. Anything that can go wrong with two kids will absolutely go wrong. You know, you'll think that you're, you've are you got this amazing dinner planned and guess what? That kid has other plans and they're going to change that entire course of the evening. And so I found that my kids keep me from being able to put on the Ritz like everything is all nice and peachy keen. They keep me humble. <laughs> and they don't think I'm cool either. So <laughs> No, that
0: is uh, that that is, ke- that is life. That, that keeps is, you in perspective, right? Yes. About about what's important in Im- um what you should be doing with your and like that life is unpredictable just like your kids.
1: Yep absolutely the way you
0: plan things is not always the way it's gonna go yep like do you have uh, like a vision board or anything like that do you like visual like did you see yourself where you're at right now and where do you see yourself five years from now Ooh,
1: I like that question um I don't have like a full-on vision board that's you know nicely put together with all the pictures and everything kind of what I do is I just write down abstract thoughts that I have and I've got I think like six whiteboards in my office and one of them usually has a big goal that I'm reaching towards. Um to be honest, when I first started as an entrepreneur, I felt like I was in survival mode. And I talk a lot about this and survival mode is very different from thrive mode. I'm sure you've seen both and you can tell on the outside when somebody's in survival mode. They're just focusing on how do I get through this feast, how to or famine, how do I get to the next feast? How do I find my next client? Where is the next gig coming from? and it took me a long time to get out of that, but then what I started to do was write down things that I kind of hoped would maybe happen, and I wrote down maybe like 20 different things, like for example, I wanted to found an online university, and I wanted 100 members, and I wanted, as silly as this is, and now I've my, my perspective has shifted, I wanted to experience a 10k month, I've never Uh experienced that in my life. And I was like, there's no way, but wouldn't that be cool? That'd be so crazy. Um, I wanted to be a Huffington Post writer. I wanted to go viral. And I wrote down 20 different things. But then one of my kids actually grabbed a marker and drew all over that board. Yes. And so <laughs> I had to erase all of those goals. But I remember what it said. Isn't that so like life, though? they Your literally... kids
0: knew that they weren't big enough for you.
1: Yeah. And I achieved all of them before the end of last year. Everything happened. And I realized, you know what? Yeah, they really weren't big enough. And that's when I started to see that if you have crazy big dreams, it actually is kind of doable because it's bigger than most people think. Mm -hmm. Um, okay. So let's see as of right now, I've got some big goals, but more of them have to do with kind of the, the resources that I want available in my life. You know, it's not about the money. It's not about the houses or cars or whatever anymore.
0: Yeah. Like we spoke Uh, about before, like you get to a certain point, the money is just a means to an end, right?
1: exactly you
0: can't buy more stuff i mean yeah can, but it doesn't make you happier
1: it's so funny because i remember kind of that debt tipping point where all of a sudden you're making enough money where all your bills are paid you're able to do do things like pay down debt or put money into savings or you're you already investing enough into your business where you're scaling and you're like well what now You know, what now this, the, you know, more money doesn't equal more happiness. How do I find fulfillment now? Because if I don't find it now, when I two X this, 10 X this, 100 X this, it doesn't matter. It's going to feel exactly the same. And so what I started to realize was that I just wanted resources to be able to fund different things, um, so what that looks like within the next one or two years is I really want to get to the point where I have $100,000 months. And -hmm. for me, that has very little to do with our lifestyle. It's not going to change. We're in a three year lease in a 1200 foot townhouse, square foot townhouse, you know? And I love that. I kind of think it's cool. It's keeping, it's forcing us to be humble and (laughs) we don't have a choice. Um, but what that's going to allow me to do is to be able to go on trips that make a difference. You know, I've got, I've got a trip actually coming up to India in May.
0: How did you decide on going to India?
1: I was actually having like these kind of late night dreams and thoughts of Mm -hmm. India. And it just kept coming back. It was like, you're supposed to go to India. You're supposed to go to India. And then I found that my church was hosting a trip to the jungles of India where there are like people groups that most people never see. So we're going to be like hiking six to 14 miles a day to reach these people and bring them resources and supplies. I mean, how cool is that?
0: That's amazing. Um, that, that has to do with imp- like you want to add value to this world, <laughs> not just your own. I think that's interesting that you're having visions of India now. You had one with your husband about where you're going to end up. It <laughs> yeah. um, it's just like the universe trying to tell you something.
1: It really is. And then, you know, you mentioned the five-year goal and Mm -hmm. there was a weird day. I, oh, I don't remember what day it was, but I think it was a couple months ago. And for the first time ever, I saw something that was bigger than my dreams have ever led me to believe my future could be. And I looked at my husband and I said, I just had this like moment, this split second where I saw myself sitting on a couch on daytime television. So weird. It just flipped are you sure
0: you don't meditate because i think if you you you, <laughs> if you do some of this stuff that you align your energy your your consciousness with what you're downloading from the universe i think you're just going to like open yourself up even more to these visions to, to your path i mean what you're getting now is great but
1: yeah it sounds I think like I you have to. a
0: strong connection
1: already mm-hmm. i'm very aware of yes of um what's being sent out to me. And so I'm very sensitive to it. I'm very emotional, which is cool in a good way. You know, I Mm -hmm. feel things very strongly. Um, but yeah, that there was just this moment and I I (laughs) saw it and I couldn't explain it because it still feels too big to put my arms around, but I saw myself sitting just like on this ivory couch and there was a guest and it reminded me a little bit of Oprah, but you, you can't say those words. Do you know what yeah. I mean? You can't say, I'm going to be the next Oprah. It feels too big to handle anytime soon. But I I just saw myself sitting on a couch being really vulnerable with women and talking about real things that we experience. So five years from now, I don't have it all planned out. I just know that that's what I saw and I have kind of a feeling that's where it's going to go.
0: Yeah. I'm the, I'm the same. Like I don't have this yeah. big these defined five-year, 10-year goals have kind of where I want to end up, like visual visions from uh, my meditations or whatever. Uh, yeah. The, uh, the plant medicine kind of showed me something that is going to happen. But I feel like if you try to plan something super specific, it may not happen that way, exactly that way. But oh. you might get to the same why. You might get to the same feeling um, the same result, but in a different path, a different way. You know what I'm I'm, saying?
1: Yeah. I'm not a fan of having super, super clear plans. Um, in terms of like, it's this step then this step then this step, and I'm going to do this by this time. It's kind of more of an open-ended goal. And some people say, no, you have to be super specific with your goals. But I actually find that when you're super specific with your goals, it's great if you meet them, but if you don't, you're going to beat yourself up. And I like to give myself grace and be like, you know what, this goal was bigger than anything I've had before. And it might take a little more time because the journey, I might discover some aspect of who I am that I didn't know. Or maybe Mm -hmm. I find a different way to be a better mom along the journey. So there's a detour. Great. That's wonderful. I'm open to it, but you have to be open to that detour. Otherwise you're just going to beat yourself up nonstop. When, when you don't achieve the goals in the three, six, nine, twelve 12 months that you had planned on.
0: Yes. But you will achieve them if you're consistent and you just Absolutely. follow the path you're supposed to be on. And you're Absolutely, open to it. And I think that is a great place to end this. What about you? I
1: think this has been an amazing conversation. I like don't want it to end in a selfish way. But, yeah. at, this, <laughs> but at the same time, I know that we're going to have many, many more conversations.
0: Yeah, this is super, I, I know when we, when we spoke first, yeah, um, maybe we didn't really know where this was going to go, but I think this is, su- this is going to be so helpful to everybody that listens, Um, help them figure out relationship stuff, but also their business and their life and the path is supposed to be on because everyone, yeah. you can listen to a, a million different podcasts about business processes, Q and A about how you got to where you're at. But your story is so powerful about how you met your husband. Yep. How you saw yourself together. The same thing with your business, how you got there so fast, you know, your your relationship with him. Um I think that is really gonna transform a lot of people.
1: I hope so. I'm excited to hear what people think because it's been something that is completely different than than the plan I had for life. It's it is. It's so, Always different. Different. yes, it really <laughs> is. Well, Mike, thank you so much for having me on the podcast today.
0: Rachel, where can people find you? Where can they reach you? Yep. Of, if they want more of Rachel Peterson, where can they go?
1: Everything is available on my website um, at d- www.rachelpeterson.com. Everything is there. So, you can contact me, you can learn more about me, you can listen to my podcast, check out the blog see kind of some funny videos of me, whatever, it's all there.
0: All right. All right. Thank you so much, Rachel. I appreciate you being on the show. And uh, I look forward to more conversations with you.
1: Many, many more. Thank you, Mike. All right. Thanks.
0: Thank you guys so much for listening to today's show. I really appreciate each and every one of you please do me a huge favor and if you like today's episode and you want more people to hear about it or you want to hear something specific go to itunes and leave us a rating and review or you can also connect with us on facebook and if you message us i'll answer you i'll answer any questions you want um thank you so much guys and i look forward to growing and expanding my universe with you